Good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live, March 12th. Today's quote purports to be from the Jataka, but it's either not a direct quote or that's not the source. It doesn't really matter. It's a good quote. Hopefully it is something the Buddha said. But <clears throat> what we do have is a, a quote from the Vidura, Vidura Jataka, the Vidura Pandita Jataka, Jataka. Um haven't really gone into the context of the quote, but <coughs> it has to do with Raja Vasating, dwelling with the, the king, with a king, a person who is able to hang out with a king because... Um, Kings can be difficult to deal with. So it's an admonishment. The quote that we have is, actually, is much more universal. It says, bend like a bow and be as pliant as, a bam as bamboo, and you will not be at odds with anyone. So the first part is, is correct. We have... Japo Wunudaro Diro. Japo Wunudaro Diro. The wise bend like a bow. Wangso Wapi Pakampaye. And indeed, like bamboo, uh, are supple flexible. Patilomang Navateya. One should not blow against the wind. Saaraja Vasating Vase. In such a way one can dwell with a king. So I'm not entirely convinced at the wisdom of the saying. It sounds good. But I'm not entirely convinced that it's something the Buddha would have um, endorsed for his monks because it's retelling a story, if it, this is where it comes from. It's retelling a story of how to live, how, of how I think a father admonished his son. I, I have to do better research on it, but um, about how to live with the king. And so when you live with a king, there are, there are compromises that need to be made, and that's why it might not be the best advice for us as spiritual practitioners. Now, if you have to go and live with a king, probably good advice. Don't blow against the wind. I just mean to say that there's potential room for blowing against the wind, for standing strong, um, that you shouldn't always bend over backwards to try and please others but I think there's an argument to be made that in the case of dealing with kings at least in a conventional sense this is good advice but a lot of the jatakas are just that they're conventional advice 
And sometimes it points to the necessity to compromise yourself and your spiritual practice in order to maintain worldly uh, status and position uh, and even harmony. Right? A person who lives their life as a monk is going to have a hard time living in society. They're not, they're not going to... And maybe that's... Um, Part of the interesting situation I find myself here in the West with that often gets in conflict with people, with people who think that I'm going to act as an ordinary person. Not that I'm not a person, but that as a monk we live by a different set of rules, different set of ideas. But if you are rigid, which monks have to be in, in their practice of the rules, um, there's no way I can live with a king, for example. <laughs> because I'd have to bend over, I'd have to uh, be able to bend and, and bend to his will and be pliant and so on. But there is a way, of course, by which this verse can be understood as being universal, and that's, in a sense, going with the flow, not purposefully trying to stir things up or cause problems, being intent upon harmony, samangaratu, samanga, samangarati, one who and puts aside one's own desires for the betterment of the group. There's a story of three monks who dwelled together for the rains, and the Buddha asked them how they managed to live so well together, and they said, we just put aside what, uh, what we wanted to do and thought, and thought about what was best for the group or... or, or waited to see what the others wanted to do. So no one was uh, pushing or uh, obstinate in their own desires and their own intentions. And this is quite often a problem in religious circles where people are obstinate and um, un, unamenable to change. Uh, so in monasteries you often have, as a result, conflict arising. They say with lay people there's a quote, I think it's from the, somewhere in the Tipitaka, the Buddha says, or somebody says, that uh, among lay people, conflict usually arises based on sensuality. So everybody wants, uh, more than one person wanting the same thing and fighting over it. Kids fighting over things, married couples fighting over uh, their needs and their wants, and uh, their friends and co-workers, that kind of thing, all fighting over out of greed mostly, out of desire for the same things and competition and conflict of desires and that kind of thing. With uh, religious people, 
conflict usually arises based on views, arguing over views. So this is how schisms arise, this is how um, religious conflict comes about and so on. But no, even, even simpler, in a monastery, a monk will often um, get an opinion about something and make, can make you very angry because you have an opinion about other people. And, um, and you're unable to tolerate the ways of others. Sometimes with, sometimes simply as a matter of partiality, you believe things should be done a certain way and they're not. But sometimes with good reason, sometimes monks are breaking rules and, and so on. And so in terms of principles, I think you have to be careful with this kind of saying. It's not proper to compromise your principles. But uh, sometimes you have to compromise your opinions. You have to be willing to be pliant and you have to be open-minded. And sometimes even uh, not as far as compromising your principles, but as far as being accepting of others who keep different principles. So monks who break rules, for example, it doesn't really help the situation to get angry at them or to blame them or to scold them ridicule them, vilify them, which often happens. Um, you know, breaking rules also often happens. And so it's like an example of if you were, if, all, if we were to go, go around vilifying the monks who broke rules, or we never get anything done and we just create more and more conflict, it wouldn't solve the problem. So it, you have to be more creative than that. And this is where being pliant and um, bendable it's quite useful. So, I mean, and of course that applies to any situation where you don't want to compromise your principles, but you often have to be quiet about other people's seemingly lack of principle, seeming lack of principles or uh, you know, their rude behavior. You have to be wise. You have to think about what's going to solve the problem. It's always important to be right. It's not always wise to try and let other people know that you're right or convince other people that you're right. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Mindfulness helps you decide. As usual, mindfulness is the key. If you're mindful, you don't have to worry too much about these things because you naturally bend like bamboo but you don't break bamboo is an interesting plant and it's a useful comparison here because if you've ever tried to break bamboo like this it doesn't happen you're more likely to well it eventually will break but you'll end up cutting your hands as a result if you've ever tried to cut a bamboo snap bamboo i grew up in northern ontario and you broke sticks like this this is how you walk into the forest you just broke sticks so when I tried to do that with a flimsy little piece of bamboo. So bamboo is a good example of bending but not breaking. And that's, a, I think, a useful analogy. That's, in most circumstances, you should bend. But 
uh, in most circumstances, I think you shouldn't break what should be compromising yourself or allowing people to really take advantage of you. you know, sometimes you have to give a little, let people go a little ways, but to to genuinely let people take advantage of you usually isn't to their benefit or your own. And letting people walk all over you is just bad karma for the other person, so it's not ideal in any sense. Um, but there are times where, you know, if, if you're being forced into something or, or people are forcing their will upon you, sometimes you have to be patient and bend but don't break. Don't let it get to you, I think, is another aspect of this. Don't let other people's problems become your problems. This is like the Bodhisattva. Uh, bodhisattva, when he was uh, reckless and these women came to uh, listen to him, saw him in the forest and, and came to talk to him, to listen to what he had to say, and he taught them. And then the, the, it turns out these were like the king's uh, harem. And the king came and saw them sitting at the feet of the Buddha and thought he had like was seducing his his women. And so he he got uh, his men to cut off his ears and cut off his hands and cut off his feet. And the Bodhisattva kept saying, oh, "That's you know, my patience isn't in my feet. My patience isn't in my hands." And then he ended up killing him. But the Bodhisattva, or he, he, he got to the point, he actually didn't kill him outright. He just cut off all his limbs and, and ears. And uh, and then the, the earth swallowed him up, the king. And then the Bodhisattva died. Uh, but he died preaching patience. Which is an example of not letting it, someone else's problem become your problem. And he never did. He never uh, got angry or upset. But he had no, you know, it's not like he could get out of this. He was being uh, held down and, and tortured. So not having any way out, he was just patient with it. Didn't let it become his problem. That's, uh, I think, an example we wouldn't normally associate with bending but not breaking. You know, maybe people thinking he should have struggled or he should have yelled at the king or got angry or talked about how bad it was or so on. But I think it's, that's a good example of this idea. You shouldn't let it become your problem. Anyway. Robin, you want to say something? You're leaving tomorrow? It was the uh, advanced course, which was a little scary because I felt like I barely passed the foundation course and I didn't know what a, an advanced course would be. And then you let me know that it's actually a review of the foundation course. So that was good. <laughs> It was a little more comfortable this time around. That's good. A little more familiar. A little more systematic as well. I mean, you know, you don't know what's being, mm -hmm. what, what, what the process is yet, but you can see there's a process every day. We're giving you a new 
understand. You know, what the steps are, you know, when you're on the next step, and it tends to feel a little more systematic. And then, of course, the familiarity. Yeah, that helped. Okay. Uh, anything you want to say to the group? Um, no. Wasn't there something we wanted to talk about? Um, you wanted to mention that you might need a steward here. Oh, right. You wanted me to mention, but I, I agree. Um, so I should talk about that, right? Not you? <laughs> Maybe it would probably be better for you to uh, to give the description of, of you know what what you're looking for. So um, so um, yeah, we're looking for somebody who wants to come and live here. Um, why, why, why again? Well, it, it would definitely help if there was someone to just kind of take care of all the details because you as the teacher and as the monk, right. you're, you're not really a householder and there's, there's a household here. Right. There's a, a need for someone to, to attend to all those details, like taking out the trash and, you know, just mm. general maintenance, cleaning. You know, looking yeah. after the needs of the, the meditators when they have just yeah. little little things. We've been doing some organization here, trying to put some labels on like where different supplies are located so meditators can find them. But mm -hmm. there'll still be, you know, little questions and, and things and you're not always here, you're a student. So. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that monks shouldn't be doing. We're, we're kind of circumscribed as to what we can do for lay people. Um, we're not allowed to work for lay people and so having meditators puts us in a bit of an interesting situation because well on the one hand they're very much like monks but on the other hand they're still lay people and it shows and as a result we can't get too close um, so yeah taking out trash that kind of thing I could take out trash but to do it for lay people you know take out lay people's trash starts to get a little bit you know, too close. So it would be good if, you know, meditators could do these kinds of things. Absolutely, it would it would help greatly. I think, yes, that's why I agree to it, is because it would help greatly to have someone here to arrange many things. Um, you know, we have issues around food. Anybody wants to come on and ask questions while we're talking? Um, be nice if someone could be here to make sure there's the food situation is going okay and bedding and um, water. I mean, I can do some of these things, but not 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 all of them. And uh, yeah, it would just be good to have uh, an extra pair of hands. Little, little things like the doorbell rings during the day, you know. The phone as well when the I'm not here. The ringing, the doorbell's ringing, you're at school, the mm -hmm. meditators are trying to meditate. Just an extra pair of useful hands. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there who'd like to come and 
stay with us for an extended period of time. I think we could host one person on an extended basis. Um, now, it would be an extensive vetting process, and you'd probably have to prove yourself as a meditator, at least on a basic level. That's a meditator in our tradition. Um, you'd have to sort of prove your sanity and, and I don't know what else, but, but uh, I mean, it's not going to be rigorous. It's not like we're going to pass a test or anything, but just want to make sure that you're a good fit. probably have to prove yourself as a meditator on a basic level. Tom, you got to turn off YouTube. If you come on the Hangout, you got to turn off the YouTube stream. Okay. Whatever stream you got open. Oh. He, he left. You turned off the wrong stream. You turned off the wrong stream. That's, that's easy enough to do. If you're listening to the audio or watching YouTube video, you have to turn it off before you come here. Anyway. I don't think Tom has questions. Tom's just one of the people who comes on. <laughs> so no questions tonight. All right, and have a good night, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in. See you tomorrow. <laughs>